0: guys ever think 12 seconds of the intro music is too long before i start talking we should have figured this out before i mean i good. listen to six seconds at a time
1: like, like, like the,
2: i'm at 2x speed so it's only six seconds of intro oh okay yeah, good. That's yeah, that may,
0: perfect that's great then good evening Nobody Meat this the podcast
2: regular speed anymore just so you know alex
0: you shouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> recommend it welcome back to read and weep season four we're just four guys with perfect opinions about movies television pop culture and we're just holding hands in the back of a flying ice cream truck this is part three of four of our Rocky the Horror... The first
2: joke gives away the last scene of the film. Mm. That's, that's what hey, you're getting right there. I don't know if gives you really... Away. Like, I, I, I
0: guarantee you I could tell you everything I have in this movie and you would not be spoiled. You oh, have no idea. There is no way
2: to... This is an unspoilable yes. film, yes.
0: That is actually mm-hmm. its greatest accomplishment is being 100% unspoilable. Mm. Man, uh, so what what happened in Southland Tales, man? It's like, oh, dude, holds hands with his twin, and these two racist cops float through the sky, and he traveled back in time. It's a rift in the fourth dimension. That's the big yeah. twist. Well, didn't like,
3: you? Well, nope. didn't you guys all read the graphic novel that is part
0: one through three of this six-part saga? That he released <laughs> after the movie because yeah. the movie made no goddamn sense? Yeah, didn't you guys, like... What you I, all in? Don't
3: you always read hundreds of pages of shit <laughs> to go with your weird movies?
0: I mean, this I, yeah, this is the Richard Kelly experience. Mm. It's like, I also wrote a book to explain yeah. the thing that I made that doesn't make sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, I do love that, like, uh, Mulholland Drive comes with 10 questions from David Lynch on the DVD, right? <laughs> Which is just 10 conversation photos to think about. Right, And Richard Kelly's like, I need to write a novel, I need to publish it, and need you to read it just to even begin to make sense of my I movie. I mean, he
0: he did start this movie with This Is Chapter 4, which is like the, the George Lucas bullshit, uh, yeah. like, just start your movie where it makes sense for me to watch it. But then he did announce in January of this year, 15 yeah. years after this movie came out, that he's working on a... Prequels, chapters yeah. one through three. Oh, finally. The thing that we've all been clamoring for is the yeah. Southland Tales I, prequel. I would clamor for this
1: a little bit. I was legitimately interested <laughs> to see what's going on. Also, just at the very least, like this movie, I think maybe exists to get everyone's like bacon number down like three
3: notches because the cast is so bonkers. <laughs> so yeah. I want more of this.
2: <laughs>
0: well, that's a good service too. I,
3: like I said last week, this is one of the wildest swings I have ever seen an american filmmaker make let's go Um, let's actually go back
0: in time 69 minutes and describe (laughs) what the podcast is before we get into this movie i'm your host um i'm alex falcone recording today from north korea town los angeles this is a nice part um i am joined today from southeast portland he's at anthony lopez part two on twitter he's concerned about the big things affecting the world like war and teen horniness it's mr anthony lopez Scientists are saying this podcast is going to be way more podcasty than
3: we expected.
0: <laughs> also joining us, he's at Hun Bun on Letterboxd. Uh, he's in the woods of Portland. His dick is 200 inches long. It's Hunter Donaldson. <laughs> that was one of those that went by kind of quickly in the background. I can't even remember oh. when somebody said that their dick was 200 inches long, but. It was there. It did um, happen. Yeah. I heard. Also it. joining us in Northern California. He does not want to be involved in this anymore. Like at all. He's just going to go rollerblade home. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> this is the way the world ends. <laughs> One of the many things this movie did is it invented off road rollerblades, which mm-hmm. seemed to be like kind of actually rideable. Like they were riding the prop rollerblades, which were just two giant wheels on either foot and they did not balance properly. So they were at a very strange angle. Yeah. Looked like, uh, like an ankle slip ruiner. On.
3: They're like slip-on rollerblades is what it looks like. You can just attach them to your shoes.
0: So upsetting. Um, yeah. But I would buy them if I had enough money. And the only way I'll ever get enough money for that is uh, if we Ooh. get enough meat buddies Ooh. to donate to our Patreon. That's right. Uh, if you want to contribute and keep uh, be one of the many people who are tricking us into continuing the show by supporting us financially, you can do that. Join them all and help the show keep but, limping down the tracks. Go to metreon.com. Yeah.
3: Those rollerblades are actually why they had to cast uh, Sherry O'Terry. Because she's already very close to the ground. So if she fell, it wouldn't hurt her very much. Yeah, That makes total sense. (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: Before we get into this movie entirely, let's take a brief uh, segment one detour through the news. A couple of quick things I want to chat about this week. Um, First up, actually, I just want to get this out. This is not a news topic, but I do want to use this really quick. This came up in our group chat. None of the three of you have watched Squid Game, and I just don't understand how that happened. Because the thing about you guys is, y'all be watching shit. Like, you guys just see stuff, and I'm just surprised that the biggest oh. thing in Netflix history,
2: and none of you guys have watched it. I always well, it, miss out on the big Netflix thing, though. Yeah. I didn't watch the chess show either. Like, you I, didn't. I always miss it. Did you watch yeah. The Tiger King? No. I missed yeah. that. Yeah. Um, really? you be watching shit.
3: Yeah, I, I do be watching shit. I am personally <laughs> right now abstaining from Netflix just as a service.
0: Right, um, yes. Well, that's Ooh, totally that's a good move.
3: Because, I mean, if, and I'm not trying to say that to be a hero. Because, look, I have a million other streaming shit sh- services.
2: No, let's can be real. You will, you will yeah. resubscribe at some point. Yeah. Netflix well, no. is probably going to get no. more money from you. To be no, fair. You're
0: not, you didn't unsubscribe. You just stopped yeah. watching it? No, You stopped no, getting no. your value from let it? Me,
3: yeah. okay, let wait. me... Let me... <laughs> Let me back up a little bit. I've never had a Netflix Netflix subscription. I've been using my old roommate's mom's right. for the last
0: 15 years. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this was right? my joke on Twitter about this, which is that I am yeah. going to protest Netflix today by right. using someone else's password for the last 10 years. But yeah, I mean, it's
3: mostly just not you. Just you just don't engage with it, especially because right. I mean, some of the stuff they've done. I mean, God, just talk about like you know that. Hey, Simpsons. they're not killing
0: anybody we're very clear that, it's not killing simpsons, anybody
3: that simpsons episode uh gag when um uh sideshow bob just keeps stepping on the rakes yeah <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what netflix has been like going into yeah. like gay pride month just stepping on rake after rake after rake after rake and it's
0: um true. and the just, rakes were set up to rake the turf yeah with and e. it,
3: it just really hasn't um it really caught my imagination. I definitely am interested in Squid Game. It is certainly the type of thing that I know people were very excited about. But I'm also a big fan of Mike Flanagan. And I know he just released Midnight Mass. Uh, uh, so I kind of would maybe watch that well, if I'm going to.
0: I I mean, it, I, you know, Squid Game is not an enjoyable experience exactly. I don't think it's, like, interesting. It's worth watching. Um I like it because I've been learning a little tiny bit of Korean, so they'll be like just stabbing thousands of people who matter to me, and then I'll be like, "Oh, they just said milk." So <laughs> that's weird. It's a weird experience. But, people learn um, milk at this point. That was a important do vocab oh, do, do word. Duolingo. They <laughs> milk is like. Oh, Two thirds. Okay. If you if you're like like Spanish, I think I spent a year learning ducks and apples, and I was like, I just I've always assumed that if I go to Spain, it's going to be run by ducks and their currency oh, yeah. is apples. I, they, I know
1: about ducks and apples in Danish now too. So yeah,
0: they're very focused. Milk was one of the first words that we learned. <laughs> uh, uyu, uh, in case you're curious. But um, is
3: Squid Game? Well, I I do have a question because I haven't actually done any. Is Squid Game a Korean property that Netflix just bought? Or did Netflix like finance it? Like how much of a Netflix show?
0: Ooh, this is such is a good question. Is it, it it was like,
3: a... like the way you was a lifetime show that got canceled and then Netflix bought it and it became one of their biggest shows. Um I'm always kind of confused with stuff like that with Netflix. It's like, so I don't hard know. to tell.
0: I believe this was like that was Netflix funded, is what I've gathered, but it's so it's hard to tell. Um it could be... I mean, I assume that it was originally for Netflix Korea, um, mm. but I'm not positive. This uh, is a it fascinating... Is, it is certainly... It's like, called a I Netflix think, original, so whatever yeah, that actually means. But
3: they put that on anything they buy, right? I mean, oh, but like, the true. thing with Netflix is like, their American stuff is... There's a lot of it. It's not very good. There's a new rock movie that looks really bad, but yeah. someone, of it's, their oh, If it came stuff,
0: out two weeks earlier, yeah. we could have watched it, but...
3: But like... Um, I was a really big fan of uh, a series called Dirk on Netflix. It was a German sci-fi show. That yeah, I thought was very, yeah, yeah. Good, um, But yeah, a lot of the foreign stuff they bring over is usually pretty excellent. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, well, it's I crazy chance. to me that their biggest property of all time, their biggest original property of all time on Netflix is something in with subs, something you have to read. Now it is well, extremely violent. So that mm-hmm. does help. Uh, I can see why that gets you through it, but it is in it is a subbed uh, in Korean, well, that's, which is fascinating. Although that there's a great, a, is there's that, a part where people speak English, and it's uh, clear that the people who made this movie or the show do not know how to write English sentences. Because the uh, people who speak uh-huh. English are the craziest people I've ever uh. heard on television. They make no sense at all.
3: But is not anyway. Netflix? Like Netflix, also default is not subs; it's dubs. Right, so most people are probably actually watching Squid Games with dubs on it. So which
0: this is does insane. have a dubs option, but it defaulted to subs, and I don't know if I set that somewhere. But
1: yes, okay. well, no, I just I've, of the of the Netflix, I guess of the Netflix shows I've watched, they like, uh like like uh like Lupin uh, and uh, and such. Like like oh those God, are all.
0: I
2: love Lupin yeah. the first half, and I hate the second half.
1: Oh, what anyway. you want to? Uh, well,
0: it's a
2: Do weird watch. Place the to stop if you stop that half. half wait, are we suddenly talking about Lupin? How did we, we did start talking second. about Lupin? Oh, just Whoa. just because just because uh,
0: properties that we enjoy, and, uh, okay. and it was, wow. those, those were subs for me
2: also. I yeah,
0: love, those subs. For I me yeah. Me but I, I really like L- Lupin. I did think the second half took some mm. weird choice, made
2: some weird choices. I but I, when you I, say Lupin, though, you, I yeah. mean, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about because Lupin this, is so there's so many different movies the, and TV the shows. The
3: French live action show. There's a, there's oh,
2: yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. We're not talking
3: about like Miyazaki's Lupin the Third, his first film and early masterpiece. You know, we're not. Okay. All right, all right. We're gonna wrap
0: this up. But anyway, that's in subs too. That's fascinating for me. I think that's super interesting. Um, If you guys do watch Squid Game, we'll do a little bit of bonus episode about Mm -hmm. it because I need to process. The strangest thing is I saw like a story that was like, if you really enjoyed Squid Game, here are some other things you'll enjoy, and it was like Hunger Games and Battle Royale, and it was like. I'm just curious who the person is who's like, well, the thing I want, the thing that I like as a viewer is innocent people being killed in some sort of a tournament. It's well, just a weird, that's your thing. To be
3: to be fair, in Battle Royale, they weren't innocent. They were teenagers. And that is a crime <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> and that is why they deserve everything. Fair, like,
0: fair point.
3: We've all... <laughs> but um, Battle Royale is a really good one. I haven't seen that yeah, in sure it's, it. it's, just, it's just Hold
0: weird. Up. I will say that the other thing about Squid Game that I think you will enjoy, especially Anthony, is that for a premise that has existed before, the first episode is pretty straight down the, like, this is what this is. And the second episode is, like, nothing like I expected. And then it goes some very interesting directions. So, anyway, that's Squid Game. The other thing I want to say really quickly, this is kind of a little bit related to our the Netflix conversation we were alluding to. Um, but, uh famous feminist author margaret atwood came out this uh. week as kind of a tool and it was just because we were talking about this before about uh our social media platform or, or, or service that we we're going to offer our social media management service that we, we we're going to offer and margaret atwood is the latest celebrity who could really use our service where all we do is yeah. just don't tweet Whether yeah you preserve your legacy forever by not tweeting at all because that's all yeah. you need to do and then no one knows that you've got weird um. opinions
3: We got an air-powered machine that attaches to your phone with a newspaper on the end of it. And every time you go to tweet, it just (laughs) pops you on the nose. It's really innovative. It's going to keep them off Twitter. I think this is going to be good.
0: Of the four of us, I think all three of you would be good social media management uh, uh, consultants because Mm. none of you tweet. You all manage to not tweet day in and day out. It's very impressive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I never do so, it.
0: Margaret Atwood could use that. I tweeted Ooh. something in response to Margaret Atwood's tweet about the social media idea of just not tweeting, and I Ooh. ended up on a blog, a very right wing nut blog, about the, mm. writing a post about how the woke mob is attacking Margaret Atwood, which is very funny for the right to be like finally our champion, Margaret Atwood. <laughs> but the the funny thing about it is they were like this is a story about the woke mob, and I found out that I was on this what this blog because no one ever responds to my, I'm not good at Twitter. I have very few interactions. And then I had to block like 20 people in a day that were saying horrible transphobic things to me. And I was like, I must be on some list. I must be somewhere. Yeah. But so what happens is when the right makes a post about the woke mob, you get mobbed. So mm-hmm. it was like people were reading this article. were like, man, I hate mobs. We need to do something about this. Grab your pitchfork. We're going to stop this mob. Yeah, I mean, isn't
3: that, it's very much that kind of extreme right wings, Every, like everything on that sort of side of the spectrum, especially you kind of get to the more kind of out there fringe peoples. It's always everything that they do or want to do is what they say the left do, right? It's like, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: 100% it. telling on mm-hmm. themselves.
3: Of projection, right?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, um.
3: So, yeah, Which I is think Metallica's
0: that's, worst album, by the way. Masters of Projection.
3: Projection. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's I mean, hey, it's it's no same anger, <laughs> but it's not much
2: better.
0: <laughs> I knew you'd have an opinion on that.
2: Wait. Um, also, also, I yeah. just want to ask real quick for clarifying, because I want to imagine this article. I don't want to read this article where they featured your your tweet, but I, I want to imagine it. Did you just was your thing kind of jokey? Was it like, hey, Margaret Atwood, you could just not tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mine like, was
0: like for a service of around eight, like, hey, this is a, just a notice wait, for so celebrities. Okay. For about eight See, bucks a month, we will take over your social media. And these just people read that read. and they're like,
2: "This is part of the woke mob." Yes. <laughs> like, this yes. Like well, the, I mean, that, yeah. That's the, one of the other funny that's things really funny. about like
0: cancel culture and the woke woke mob is like what they're actually talking about is criticism, like or comedy yeah. writers, comedy writers. Yeah, fun yeah. Of a situation. Yeah. <laughs> and these are the people who are out there with signs like, yeah, "Why Dave can't they just is take a funny, joke, leave right? Dave, Dave alone. Yeah. 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 I could tell that it was somewhere that I'd gotten posted somewhere because like <laughs> the comments clearly did not read the Met. So like my joke about the social media service, I got a bunch of responses that were like, why would we have an idiot like you manage social media? Like well, I don't think you got the joke. <laughs> hmm. I don't think you even read to the end of 140 characters. Like it's shocking. A lot of characters, to be fair. Can't <laughs> this bloody mob in with all tales. their quips? These this hmm. quippy mob. Ah. Yeah. how dare they quip us? I, the best part, though, is actually that the article about that when it included my tweet, it was like this guy is a writer for Col- the Colbert Show, which <gasps> oh, I'm not. That but rules. now I can nice. put in my bio in quotes. Writer for the Colbert show. Yes. So called. Writer. That's yeah, legal.
2: Exactly.
1: He has been called a writer for the Colbert
2: show. He has show. been called yeah. a writer for the Colbert
0: show. Yeah, and my uh, my buddy Curtis, friend of the show Curtis, mm-hmm. also told me, he was like, you can find whoever else is famous on that list about the woke mob, and then just say, his work has appeared alongside. Oh, yes. I'd love that. <laughs>
2: that rules. All what right. That's enough of the news.
0: Speaking of too many characters, let's get into our homework. <laughs> It's time for segment two, the homework this week.
3: Wait, hold on, go fast. Before we get into this, I have one more news story I've got to get you guys' opinions on. Um, Is teenage horniness a crime? Alex,
0: go. <laughs> uh, if it's a crime, uh, there's nothing but criminals. Is teenage horniness a crime? It's a crime, yes. <laughs> Ezra,
3: is teenage horniness a crime?
1: Are they also mutant ninja turtles?
0: Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Hornies. All right. So uh, great question. Now let's talk about our homework. This week we were talking about Southland Tales, the 2006 big budget action mumblecore movie. I mean, written small, and fairly small budget. It was like Medium a $17, budget? Million, I mean, $17 oh, million,
3: oh, yeah. million budget.
0: Um, which it's got like, so many actors I've heard of. I assumed it was a high budget. Anyway, mid budget huh. action mumblecore. Written and directed by Richard Kelly, his first movie coming off of the success of Donnie
2: Darko. That, that and he, can't be true, right?
3: What? Well, like, how do you do something between it? No, was this like, was Geez. directly
2: following uh, Donnie Darko. That's why all the famous people are in it. Is they're like, we yeah. want to be in the Darko guys. Movie. We want to be in the next Donnie Darko. Oh. Yeah, it's it is. It is kind of a gap, so, but yeah. It,
3: but I mean, that the thing is, like Donnie Darko came out, like, Two weeks after 9 11, right? Great timing for a movie that inciting incident is a aeronautics disaster, right?
0: Um, oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. That's such yeah, a good so point.
3: Toy came out right after 9 11, got completely buried. It, it wasn't until it kind of hit DVD, like a year later, that it started to kind of gain its following by 2004. That's when it like got big enough that he did like the director's cut and it got a theatrical re-release in two thousand four, mm. and then two years later, Southland
0: And this so, one clearly, he took a long time to write this movie because it's got a lot. It's very dense. Yeah. Well, quick temperature check. How did you guys feel about Donnie Darko back in the day, and has it changed now? Oh my um, god,
2: I loved it so much when I was yeah. like twelve. Yeah, and I, then and well, then I got I, older. Well,
3: the thing. The thing about Donnie Darko is I I have no um a, a, like interest in ever revisiting it because I like it as an artifact in my head, right? That's how I feel. And yes, 100%. So much I, I about subscribe much your newsletter. That Donnie Darko is one. I think it's it's kind of easy to make fun of and stuff, but I got to always give it credit cuz I think for a lot of people, especially of our generation, was Donnie Darko like the first independent movie a lot of people saw? Like truly, I think to me. It was definitely movie.
0: pushing into an indie direction for me. Yeah. One of the earliest and times. Yeah.
3: When you think about the last twenty years since then, I mean, how many movies and shows, especially talking about streaming services, how many streaming shows are about troubled, a period pieces that take place in the eighties about troubled youth dealing with magical realism, right? The yeah. the influence of Donnie Rocco is obviously incredibly.
0: Um, two, two other things that in, in, you could not, like uh, you could never say anything uh, bad about. You could never disprove the the value of. One is now I know who Jake Gyllenhaal is. Yeah. And, and two, that rabbit mask is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What about Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, she's I mean, yeah. Enough. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't. Is she in that movie too? Did I learn she, about her there she, for the she first time? She's
3: his sister. Oh, crazy! His sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's sister. Jeez, but I mean,
0: oh so good, oh my
2: dude, god! Dude, also yeah. the sparkle motion line. The I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion that lives oh, in my yeah. brain forever. Yeah, but, I mean, It'll it, never go away. The
3: thing yeah, with yeah, Donnie yeah. Darko is, like I said, I think because it is for a lot of people, it was like kind of the first independent film a generation really kind of claimed, and I think it introduced a lot of people to independent film. But the thing that's fascinating is, have any of you ever seen the director's cut of Donnie Darko?
2: Yeah, dude, that was hardcore Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I definitely read a lot about it it
0: afterwards. I definitely, because we were joking about this before, about how this movie only makes sense, the one we watched, only makes sense if you read his, like, thousand-page prequels. (laughs) Donnie Darko, he, like, has a book he wrote about how time travel works, and the movie only makes sense if you've read that Mm. book. Like, it's a crazy back thing. Yeah.
3: But the thing with Donnie Darko is, like, the theatrical release had to cut out a bunch of stuff. And because it is ambiguous and kind of vague and doesn't make a lot of sense, I think it's a much stronger film. The director's cut has all these long scenes that explain exactly what's happening. Like, each chapter of the director's cut opens with just an excerpt from his novel that you have to read.
2: Uh, The philosophy of time travel is what it's called. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's a really
3: great example of, like... I think where Southland Tales went wrong is that Donnie Darko was a young 20, he was like 23, 24 when he made it. He was like a 24 year old first time director who had to fight for everything, right? And had everyone questioning him every day on the set. Like, who is this kid directing this movie, right? And he yeah. really had to be challenged. And they, like, and this is like the director's cut of johnny doko he got like this okay no more restrictions do what you want with it and he made a worse version of his own movie and southland hills is a great example of like okay now no one is questioning him all these celebrities are lining up to work with him yeah um and it just it's just insane like absolutely this is the type of movie that shows like maybe studio interference and producers are actually useful. Like having some, people to for question sure, some, For
0: some people, not every director, yeah. not but everyone, some directors yeah. really need to be pushed back on. Yeah. Um. So this is just to catch everybody up. So we said 2006 direct, written directed by Richard Kelly. It's starring everybody, but for mm-hmm. our purposes, it's starring a young, the rock. Um. It's also starring the ugliest version of Justin Timberlake I've ever seen. <laughs> um. Comedian personalities like Amy Poehler and John Lovitz. Um, It's also got uh, it's got the 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 guy from Princess Bride who talks on. It's got uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's got the
3: guy
0: from American American Pie. Um, It's got uh, uh, Sean uh, William Scott. Yvonne Yvon Barksdale.
3: Barksdale, yes, Christopher Lambert,
0: yeah, yeah, and
3: then let's not forget Kevin Smith shows so up. Does, oh, yeah, I saw Kev- Kev- S- S- where is Kevin Smith favorite. in
2: this movie? He's
3: the old guy who explains the time travel thing at the end.
2: I didn't realize uh, it was him at first, I didn't oh, even interesting. know what I was looking at at uh, first, yeah. Uh,
1: other, yeah. uh, Bo- Booger
3: from Revenge of the Nerds,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Janine, Janine Garofalo? Yeah,
3: she's in the very end scene, uh, just as a cameo. Uh, but yeah, Roth? Just... yeah, Eli Roth,
2: Dra- yes, yeah, Eli Roth easy cast. on toilet. He's a toilet. Yeah, yeah, you see for like two seconds.
3: But yeah, it's like you know when like Paul Thomas Anderson like would hang out at Logo a lot, and then that's why in like Magnolia and there will be blood. There's a bunch of comedians in the background
0: of a lot of the scenes. You know? uh
3: paul thomas anderson is like one of the most talented people to ever live so like it's <laughs> great but this feels very much like he just would hang out at improv clubs and met a lot of these people right and you know just like hey, so come i live in la
0: are people gonna say like hey do you want to come be in the background of my movie is that gonna happen hey right hey, keep Maybe. on trying it happens. I will say, P. T. Anderson is up there. He's in my top five Andersons for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who are the um, other four Andersons? Yeah. Well, uh, W. S. Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, P. Soup Andersons. Um, <laughs> that was all. I just wanted to say, P. Soup Andersons. All right. Um, mm. Let me give you a my, my micro summary. So, for those of you who have not seen the 2006 uh, film uh, *Southland Tales*, let me give you my patented, yeah, one bullet point summary. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, I'm really glad, especially after Psycho last week with all its twisting and toning, that we finally got a movie that's just straight down the plate. I can give you a simple. very simple,
0: this is a very simple summary of the movie Southland Tales. Here yeah. you guys go. So um, after 9-11, the United States uh, it was had a rise in evangelicalism, and this movie is a response to that. So it's done in a pretty straightforward retelling of the Book of Revelations, with a ger- German physicist who invents a renewable energy source as the Antichrist, Senator Bobby Frost as the false prophet, an action star with amnesia as, and a racist cop as the two witnesses, the porn star and a reality show host as the Whore of Babylon, and a series of earthquakes <laughs> around L.A. as the final events of the end times, and of course a floating ice cream truck as the white horse. And then the yeah. second coming of Jesus is the racist cop's twin brother, but also the racist cop himself. And yeah. there's dancing. And, and, Jesus,
3: and he bleeds Jesus's face at the he end bleeds of it. Jesus's face, reason. yeah. yeah. No, uh, so, the,
0: so the reason for that is because if you read all the prequel yeah, material, yeah. he gets a tattoo of each of the religion's iconographies on his body somewhere. Oh and that's why God. when you see the rock shirtless, you're like, hey, I knew he had that tribal tattoo on his shoulder, but I didn't know he had the Star of David around his belly button and the Jesus on his back and this other stuff. And so the idea is when the end times come, the true religion is the one that will bleed. Yeah. And so his back yeah. bleeds a face of Jesus. But, but it yeah, looks I like mean, when uh, t- Jesus on toast. Yeah. This oh my movie God. Is how did you just make me li- yeah. like
2: this movie less yeah. at this point? <laughs> like, how did you just do that? To be clear, I should
0: tell you, I'm not, obviously none of you are fooled to thinking that I am smart. This is one interpretation of this film that I found on salon.com from the time yeah. when it was released, where they read but, all of the back matter and came up with the most plausible explanation yeah. of it. But I mean, this
3: movie is... Do you know how a lot of people criticize the later Michael Bay Transformers movies as like children just banging action figures together and that's what you get? Sure. That's what this movie is like, but instead of like robots that transform into curves, it's like toys of curl marks. And wrestling toys and porn star toys. And
1: the
2: cast and, well, of
3: Abad TV and SNL.
2: Yeah, and he's just
3: <laughs> patching them together. And I, I genuinely don't know what he was trying – like I get I, – I'll tell you another thing it, like is that,
0: that apparently that, uh, that the works of Karl Marx are actually very similar to the Book of Revelations. Um, But with overthrowing the bourgeoisie instead of getting rid of the Antichrist, like that's the reading of this movie and why there's all the Karl Marx stuff. But But it's done in like the least, I I feel like not the most deft way. Like, so there's a group, it's the future, the future is bad. And there's a group of leftists called the Neo-Marxist. And the line in the movie that introduces them is uh, the Neo-Marxist worship the German philosopher Karl Marx. Really helpful stuff. Really oh, gives you. a lot of background. Thank you,
2: Richard. The stuff thank I could tell.
3: <laughs> but yeah, this like I I was saying in our Discord that I'm, I'm we kind of backed into doing all the necessary homework. You really need to be able to tear this movie apart over the last year, right? Yes, between Holland Drive, yes. Brazil, RoboCop, and Total uh, and uh, Starship
2: Troopers.
0: Oh, definitely, and, like the four um, films and uh, the movie where the car flies at the end. The Repo hunter. Man, Repo Man, yeah, yeah Repo I Man mean, was a huge influence. That is
2: so Repo Man, yes.
0: Uh, but this movie
3: is like if you watched all of those at the same time, yeah, and just kind of went really from screen. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, what this yeah, movie yeah. feels like.
0: Well, I'm glad that several of the characters were porn stars because it actually makes more sense because the whole movie it feels like it's porn dialogue,
2: but with a lot like more porn plot. dialogue, like, and the and, dialogue and has porn that. dialogue delivery, too. Like yes, it's porn like.
0: Delivery. <laughs> But I mean, porn and thing,
2: photography.
3: It's, it's funny, like, the, we talked a lot about doing the Starship Troopers episode, or at least I did, about how, like, Starship Troopers is the best 9-11 movie, even though it came out in, like, 97 or 98, right? Are you and you're going to say this, this is the worst
0: 9-11 movie, even though it came out in 2006?
3: <laughs> well, no, just in terms of, like, it's very odd that the only real thing that kind of, I think, even resonates with the world today is the fact like the similarity between Sarah Michelle Gellar's character and like someone like Kim Kardashian, right? Who yeah. also started essentially as a porn star and ended up becoming this huge multimedia um. And I will say,
0: I think Buffy rules in this movie. Yeah, I think she's she very funny. I think she does an awesome job with this role. Yeah.
3: I think she's the only one who really knows what movie she's in. Well, <laughs> right. And Waltley Shaw and um <laughs> Uh, By Ling, also get what movie they're in.
0: Um, Well, well, sometimes it's hard to tell what movie you're in because one of the things about Southland Tales is that there is a movie within the movie. And Richard Kelly wrote that whole script. So that exists, too. And the movie that The Rock wrote in this movie, slash the porn star wrote in the movie, is almost exactly the same as this this movie, but somehow worse. It's like a clunkier yeah. version of the same plot of this movie, but with more cops. Mm-hmm. Um it is uh it is a weird rabbit hole of bad movie inside or a worse movie inside a bad movie. Very but it
3: really it really does, I think, especially comparing it to those other films we watched where like just like this Futurama quote that has nothing to do with this, but I think about it a lot what about like uh when you do <laughs> when you do something right, it looks like you've done nothing at all. Right. Right? And I think that like
0: was that, that Futurama, films... or was that T.S. Eliot? Mm, that was the end of it's a the drama joke. Episode. There's a lot of T.S. Eliot and yeah. uh, Robert Frost. When you're saying mashing things together, it's not. It's yeah. Book of Revelations quotes. It's T. There, there's Eliot, two senators yeah. running for president that are Frost Eliot, and they just quote Frost and Eliot all the time. Yeah. It's very strange.
3: Um, but like when you, I think that like especially David Lynch's movies, like look easy to make. Right, and like this one, down to the fact that like Rebecca Del Rio sings a song at the end of this movie, yeah, just right, like she does right. at the end of Magnolia, right, right. And it's like those movies look almost effortless, like they're starship troopers because they, they, they know the tone, they know what they're going for, and this makes it look like he's trying so hard and he's just such an angry young man and he doesn't know what he wants to say and he's just trying to say everything at once, and it's just it's so bizarre.
0: Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, saying them all at once is exactly right. It does feel like just a big pile of. And that, what's interesting to me is that th- that is how Donnie Darko feels. Is like yeah. there's some interesting ideas, but you didn't figure out how to sort them and, and deliver them. You just dropped them in a pile. And this mm. movie feels like there might be some interesting. Like there are some. There are several extremely funny things going on in this movie, and yeah. de- like. So this is set, the movie came out in 2006, it's set in the near future of 2008, and the world is almost completely different, for some reason we've switched to muscle shirts and clear rain jackets as like one of our government uniforms, that's just just Venice, (laughs) (laughs) right, it's so weird, um, that we're currently having a huge war, and the war is sponsored by Bud Light and Hustler Magazine um there is uh uh there's a great ad of cg cars fucking um which mm. is probably my favorite part of the movie um there also the porn that the, this woman is in is called cock chuggers to cock Chuggin', which yeah. is a very funny fake porn name it's funny yeah there's a character who hmm. is a porn actor but also is giving um like is doing secret information to the government and is called deep throat Two, which is yeah. very funny. Um, and then when the porn star is asked, are you deep throat 2? She says, no, I was not in that movie. Um, also yeah. her pop, her pop song is called teen horniness is not a crime. Like there's I'm so laughing
2: many- at this more yeah. right now. You telling me this, than I laughed in the film though. For some reason, a lot of these jokes they did not really hit me no. very yeah, well at all. you too busy
0: having your brain be assaulted. It's like, <laughs> it's not an easy time to laugh, but there's, like, legitimately... I, yeah. that, I, I don't know why the gif of those two cars having sex is not the most common gif on
3: yeah. the internet. Right,
0: right. Because it's so funny.
3: I mean, Wood uh, Harris and Amy Polo, when they're having their, like, fake yes. fight about oh how my much she loves to suck dick, it's just... like oh you my can God, absolutely it's so tell funny. And they're just, doing,
0: like, it's supposedly improv and it very well could be because amy polar is like one of the best improv comedians of all time like and it's but anyone barksdale i don't think of as a funny actor but him and amy polar are just crushing it yeah and then the idea that they're set up to be so they're they're like part of this underground movement and they're trying to frame the rock and trick him into getting in trouble and so they set him up with a fake racist cop who's going to murder two people. So they've got a fake gun with squibs on their chest, but then an other actually racist cop shows up and then actually does the murder <sighs> mm. and shoots but, yeah. next to the squibs. And then the squibs go off a second later. Which is <laughs> yeah. very, I mean, it's a very funny scene. If the movie made sense. Yeah. I mean,
3: it it's not just, they don't just hook him up with the racist cop. It just happens to be the same racist cop who took him through a time portal a few yes. weeks ago that we didn't yes. see because this happened in episode yes. 1 through 4 of this yes. fucking chaos, you know. It's like a yeah. comedian
2: that has like funny material but their delivery is so like serious that yeah. it's fucking up any opportunity for you to like laugh at it because it's just like it just like okay, I, I is this serious time right now or are we like having fun? like totally it's
0: it the the fact that the things are legitimately funny only makes the whole thing more incomprehensible.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it like, like
0: super confusing that there's like, all, I mean Amy Poehler is so funny and she like yeah. absolutely rules in this movie. And it's like, I don't know why she's here. Why are you in this? Yeah. When they're you know, like, why are you putting on prosthetics? And they're, like the yeah, whole right? the whole yeah, sequence she's so is dedicated. so funny. In the scene where she's about to get fake murdered, she's like her. Yeah. In, so yeah, the whole funny improv scene. Yeah. Is with these ridiculous nose prosthetics. Huh. Um, I mean, here's the best way I can describe it.
1: So you ever like maybe after playing Little League, you know, you get your free drink right at the at the snack shack and you do a suicide, which is every single flavor you possibly yeah, yeah. can. Mm. Yes. Yeah.
2: And that's this, well, right? it's I mean, like,
0: not if you're a pimp, yeah. but yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> ah, that's pretty good that yeah. did really? actually make me laugh that yeah. was like actually legitimately funny because it was the end of the movie so yeah. I, the just, like, end
0: of the movie. I hate to even, i don't even want to talk about it too much because i hate everything involved in this sentence but at one point <laughs> uh there's a question about whether or not he traveled through time and killed himself and he and the rock says i'm a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide and then for some reason and that's like late in the in the the fifth the in act five at some point they're it's like, like a
2: setup right at the end of the movie this is the mm. most
0: important thing we've said so he says it six more times including the last line of the movie like if i if you take one thing away from the movie i want it to be this and i have God. no idea anyway sorry what an I, easy edit you go to the would snack be jack you put too many sodas in your soda
2: Right, what an easy edit it would be to just take that phrase and just <laughs> pop it into the first fifteen minutes right. of the movie. Yeah, right, <laughs> like that's all you would need to do, and it at least would have that. You know,
1: as yeah. yeah, what else do you want?
0: Well, just, this is weird, but like that actually was so. so like, like when it, Dr Pepper is what you're describing.
1: Yes, it's it's, it's all, but all the flavors at once. But no, so like that moment at the end when we get that last line, it's uh, it's Justin Timberlake's um, like uh vo giving delivering the last time right and he's saying like yeah. yeah so his uh so his friend uh uh stifler from american pie uh yeah. shot him i guess and, and uh uh while they
3: were in iraq it, no it yes. was a grenade it was the Lugia. grenade okay.
0: that we see at the opening scene friendly fire, fire grenade accident okay. yeah that
3: accidentally Skulls, Justin Timberlake. And, and like, you'd think,
0: boy, if they open on that, it must be really, really important to this movie. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Timberlake is just sitting in a sniper chair narrating the movie. Yeah. yeah. Except for when he's dancing to the Killers song. He makes yeah. it the worst and the best movie, scene in the his movie, movie video for the Killers. They Not had really, Justin
3: did. Timberlake for one 16-hour
0: day <laughs> in making this movie. So... They were like, "We're going to have you do all the narration, and then let's just shoot a music video. What song can we afford?" The
3: narration wasn't until after the infamous can screening because originally that wasn't in the movie at all. Yes, so this movie is like up there with like Brown Bunny in terms of like these infamous can screenings. You know, like right, yeah, one of the famous
0: worst screenings in can history. And my favorite one was a critic who left that movie and said, "Has Richard Kelly ever met a person?" Okay, yeah.
1: so, one. This is all terrible, but I think it's not fair to blame him on this, right? Because he, justice, admit, he sent it to Can, and like, oh, Richard Kelly, yeah, yeah, uh, and then Can, he's like, Richard Kelly did not think it would at all, you know, get in, and yeah. then Can made the mistake of saying like, wow, this is actually great, let's air it, and then, right, like, it's like
0: not fully finished. It was it supposed to, to be to a fail safe and it did not work. It
3: was yeah,
1: sometimes like, sometimes try.
0: Yeah.
3: And like, you know, sometimes you have to like pin up m- a movie on its feet and see if it works, right? And I get well, I get that and I understand that like it was probably a very good experience for them. I, I, I guess they did just this year or last year release the can's cut um on Blu-ray with the like the most sure. recent Blu-ray release of this movie includes the longer cut of it. Um
0: yeah but so yeah. what he did was after that bad screening he took out 40 minutes and then added in an opening scene that explains what's happening the right. narration and some cg elements and it does seem like maybe that was actually good feedback he got. Yeah. Also bonus if I had been reviewing the movie at Cannes it would have been the shit hits the can that would have been my oh, that's pretty headline. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Um, oh also for people who are still like yelling at their headphones from 30 minutes ago to fill out the list Anderson Pock, Anthony Anderson and Louie Anderson. Nice. Mm. Anyway, Mm. um, I, okay, one more thing that I want to say that I really like about this movie, though, and I think we got to talk about the, so the Antichrist character is this weird German scientist who's based on maybe a real German scientist who invents perpetual motion, but is also just dressed weird all the time. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I agree with this movie on wholeheartedly is that the future is Zeppelin's. Right, Man. we got to bring back zeppelins at some point. Zeppelins I mean, are cyclical for sure. Yeah. Well, can we I say it every day? We,
3: like, okay, Wallace Shaw is one of the most like respected intellectuals of the last like fifty years. But he's he? willing. Well, I mean, the guy he wrote "My Dinner with Andre." He's an incredibly accomplished playwright, essayist. I mean, if I don't know oh, if I you have read that. any Wallace Shaw essays. But they're no, phenomenal. Sean. He's yeah. Waller Yeah, he's an incredible writer. But one of the things I love about him is that he's this incredible New York intellectual playwright who's also willing to like just make a total ass and go for it in every yeah, yeah. role that he's in. And like that, this is a great example of like this guy is so respected. He doesn't need to be wearing this ridiculous outfit dancing with Biling on stage. <laughs> Which if <laughs> if I could watch one thing just him shooting that because he is so lost with this beautiful woman dancing around him and he's like trying to dance with her and it's so awkward and hilarious Uh, I really have a lot of respect for this guy which is Um, what an incredible
1: filmography with this and Toy Story and Princess Bride and
0: And Clueless which is awesome
3: yeah my dinner with Um, Andre I mean
0: um, also a goofy movie which fucks Um, and then also (laughs) like The Haunted Mansion, which is not mm. great. So he's got mm. some misses. Gossip Girl, which is actually pretty all right. But yeah, it's just very interesting to Fascinating. have him in this it was movie. movie. Yeah, probably for him probably also, one of the I most interesting people who's yeah. ever lived up there. Um, I would say that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so, yeah. okay. So here's my question at this point Would you ever recommend this to anybody under any circumstance?
2: Yeah really okay tell me it's the too, situation it's too long i wish it was shorter and then i would say yeah why it's almost 230
0: water. which is
1: unforgivable mm. i think i mean i sped it up and it was a, a tight I, that's true so for an, an hour 15 for, for you
0: whoa wait, whoa wait
2: whoa wait 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 ezra you watch this you watch this sped up you watch yes. this wild ass movie So I actually think more
0: than other movies, that's the right choice. So the best thing that I got Uh, from this was I was halfway through the movie. I was like, what on earth is going on? Let me just Google and see if anyone's explained it. And I found the salon article that summarizes the whole uh, movie, explains what's going on, the backstory. I learned so much about it. But the best uh, thing is it was like, by the way, you don't need to know any of this. If you do, it'll actually ruin the dancing scenes. And that was the best uh, thing I've read about this movie is like, if you try to understand that it'll ruin the fun of the dances. Uh. Right. So I think watching it at two x, it makes it so you don't even try to grasp it, and you just it, you just let the Dr Pepper just flow over your body. body. This really yeah, so yeah.
1: yeah. I, I watched this while I was running on the treadmill, uh, and it's just it's just a fever dream that lasted several days. Like cause it was like it was it was like half an hour run one day, and then two hour, two days later, uh, a bit more. And yeah,
0: I think I think this at lightning speed, letting it wash over you. It's just a weird tone thing from two thousand six. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, actually, it's genius. Yeah. So. Um, like all these people are like, wow, I just I could not believe every
1: time someone else showed up on screen that it would like recognize like, how, how are all these people in the same?
0: And just, <laughs> okay, we'll just keep going on. Running. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I think that's exactly right. I do wonder about Richard Kelly, though. I do feel like because like, I think he was he like accidentally ma- got famous from Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. but like. This is not, like, I, he's obviously seen other movies before. Like, does he think this is what movies are normally like? No, I mean, I think he was trying to do
3: something incredibly ambitious. Like, I don't think he accidentally was like, I'm trying to make, like, a silly rom-com. Oh, shit, I made Southland Tales. Uh, that really got away <laughs> from me. You know, like, like he was good. And, like, if you look at, like, this movie definitely pit him in director's jail right and he did not get out of it for a long time and then he right.
0: made the a, this is a great story of yeah. like he made a little thing it, it got bigger than he does he expected and maybe even deserved and then they were like make a bigger movie and then he made southland tales and they're like all right no more movies yeah i mean <laughs> this is a this is like an infamous sophomore
3: slump movie right, right. and i yeah, think yeah. he never quite recovered from it and i i never saw the box which was his follow-up to this um I'm a big Richard Matheson fan, so I was just kind of upset that this guy was adapting one of my favorite Richard Matheson stories, so I just never saw it on principle. Um, <laughs> but I thought it very bad, and also I just heard it was garbage. But he's also someone who has, like, he has a mythology. Like, the fact that, like, this Donnie Doko and the box all deal with, like, the same type of time travel, like, his weird...
1: Yeah, he has a
0: system. He has a book. He has a rule for what happens when you go through the space-time continuum, and we don't have it. Like, there is a piece of information that Richard Kelly has, and none of us are allowed to see, that explains what is going on in all of his thought process. That's a fascinating world.
3: But yeah, it's just... I I don't know what to expect. Apparently the box
0: is also very bad,
1: which is weird. Yes,
3: the box is supposed to be very, very
1: bad. Here's what I could say about this. I think it's like if I was given this amount of free reign to like make a thing, I would hope that I would make something as like out there and bonkers as this. Like, I think that's the, mm. like if, if a studio does the, makes a better choice to entrust me with like, with their millions, like I would hope that I would go to town in this way because he didn't, he like, he left it all on the field for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I do, I do respect that. And I do think that like, I think if he had focused a little bit more, he could have made something pretty special. I mean think about like those other films I even listed, right? Except for like maybe Mulholland Drive, which and like RoboCop, which are literally perfect films. But like Brazil's not a perfect movie. It's got a lot of rough edges. It's got a lot of flaws, but it's got such heart and such like a vision there that you forgive it for those other things. And I think I agree. If this yeah. had more clarity even and more structure. Like I just this is the type of movie that I just feel bad for the editor. Like imagine just getting all this footage. Just the <laughs> weird shit that's in this movie. And just being like, okay, make sense of this. And it's like, I don't even know where what's with this one location, where there's all these restaurant meetings, and then there's the incredibly weird, which we haven't really talked about, um dance sequences and yeah. the Justin Timberlake one in particular, which it's what what definitely is
0: up there Richard, with one of the worst music videos for the Killers I've ever yeah. seen, which is <laughs> Justin Timberlake covered in blood in an arcade. Yeah,
3: yeah, Richard Kelly calls that the heart and soul of this
2: movie. And oh, I that love no, that. That's my and, favorite yeah. part. That's the best part of the movie, bro. That's yeah,
3: I mean, part. I like it because it's so wild and out there. But I don't understand like what he was trying to. Besides, like the meta thing of a pop star singing essentially another pop star song in this movie. I don't quite get what he's even trying to get at with this. Um,
2: That's how I feel about most of the things in the movie, though. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the whole of it.
0: So there's um, a a quote from Kevin Smith about. uh, Oh, good. Yes, yes. Read us a Kevin Smith quote. Yeah. So uh, okay, I don't understand the tone, but um, there was a Kevin Smith quote about. Richard Kelly, where he's like, um, he's super, he's insanely creative and is not unlike Christopher Nolan. But oh Nolan God. wound up in the Warner Brothers system and got special handling. Um, and so, but Richard Kelly's still just a kid and he needs someone to Nolan that kid. And I think Ugh. that is interesting in that I do think Richard Kelly plus something could make one of the my favorite movies of all time. I think there's mm-hmm. something in Richard Kelly, like the little things that I enjoyed about this. If you just put him with somebody who's like job is clarity, who's like, you just keep creating all the things and I am just going to guide this into a package where a human could put it into their brain and enjoy it and understand it. Hmm. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, even Man, just, like, a, a, another writer. Like, if he had, like, the way he, Paul
3: Verhoeven has Ed Neumayer, right? Who's yeah. written a lot of his stuff. They're just they a very good team, and they complement each other well. But Richard yes. Kelly's another one of those directors, which is always, like, I got offered a lot of screenplays, but I only want to do my own writing, my own work, right? right? And which is right. always, like, fr- I, I think, like, is commendable, but also, like, frustrating, because then it's all you. I mean, I think... I. I... I got to oh, give some
2: context real quick to, for just my feel because we're just talking about Richard Kelly a lot. Um, I really liked Johnny Darko a lot when I was younger. And then the director's cut came out, and I was like, wow, I like, this is, there's like something wrong with this when it came out. I just felt like weird about it. And then <laughs> I watched the director's commentary of that movie with Richard Kelly and Kevin Smith, which is, that's funny that you uh, brought up a mm-hmm. quote from him. Um, mm-hmm. And they talked me out of liking the movie at all, <laughs> and that the movie sucked. <laughs> And that this guy was mm. an idiot, and that I did not want to watch any more of his movies. Like, yeah, I that, think that's sure that, that. So, like that quote kind of annoys me because it just kind of feels like he's trying to say, like, ah, hey man, it's not Richard Kelly's fault. He's actually a genius, and if like mm. he just got the right stuff around him, like, no, Richard Kelly himself talked me out of being interested in his movies. Like, I just, I just mm. didn't. Maybe they, so
1: you need to get that same person to interpret what Richard Kelly was saying. Yes,
0: exactly. exactly. If Richard Kelly and that other person were doing the talk, it would be great. Mm. Yeah, but if it's Richard just, if Kelly should not be allowed to speak directly to anybody. He should Richard always Kelly have is not to speak some to child
2: where we have to assemble a movie around him so that there could be this great Richard Kelly movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so here's
0: here's I guess I, I totally understand that. I think that's a very reasonable takeaway from this, and I have had things like that, and I think I actually have some of that with Donnie Darko, where the more I read about it, the like more I was like, no, there's not something here that I wanted. Um, hmm. But I do I am fascinated by. Um, creative partnerships. And I do think one of the – my like my, my favorite thing in, in the creative industry is working with people. I don't like being on my own. I do this. I give it out, and it's done. Um, right. That's why I wrote a book with Ezra. And I think Ezra, one of the reasons why Ezra and I make good writing partners is because Ezra is a is uh, a little on the Richard Kelly side. If you, We have if almost a, zero um, overlap in our skill sets, I think. I I, exactly. That's, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm trying to say, um, is that I – am like too conservative small c about how I, what I will put out, I think creatively. And so all three of you fit in the, the mold of the kind of people I work well with, where you guys are all more, uh, you guys, you are more idea, lots of ideas, quickly, crazy. You'll go directions. I'll never think of. And then I am better at being that person who's like, I'm going to explain Richard Kelly to normal people. Like hmm. I am more of that part of the funnel. And so I do think it's interesting to say like, and obviously, I think all three of you are probably more talented than Richard Kelly in a lot of ways. I don't mean to make that as an insulted comparison, but I do think there's a wild card creative and there's like a translator creative, and there are two different parts of the process. And some people have both, and some people find a team that has multiple. Sometimes yeah. in the movie making process, there's other people in the in the stack that can do it. But I think he's missing it too often, and so I don't know if that he might still not do well with those other people yeah i don't know if richard kelly and i together would make a very good movie but i could tell him from this movie here are the things i love do more of that and here are the parts i hate do less of that and it might make it more enjoyable to me at the very least
2: well and also though how how much of is it your responsibility when you're making a film which is a highly collaborative art To like uh, have those people around you, like Mm. and and hire those people, because a director is Mm. also the boss. You know what I mean. You're not not just like Like, you're not like a poet. You're not like sitting there like, oh, if we could just foster his young mind, he will give us some good poetry. No, you're the boss. You gotta you gotta hire the right people. Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
3: Doesn't this movie feel a lot like everyone was like, dude, he made Donnie Darko. Like he <laughs> knows what he's doing. Right? He's, he
2: must know. And
3: that that to me feels like, especially like we haven't gotten to The Rock yet, which I really want to talk about. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, just, yeah we yeah, have our Rock. last thing.
0: But, business,
3: but like The Rock in this movie was like obviously he was incredibly passionate about this movie, right? He really wanted to get it made, and I think that like, him just being like, "Look, I'm going out on a risk and really trusting this guy," and I think it's it goes to show the sort of the danger and awesomeness of kind of collaborative movie making is that you really do have to kind of pit yourself in the hands of your director and editor. Right. And they're going and like really give yourself over. That's all you can kind of do as an actor. And I think this is a movie that like they really did that. And the people yeah. on the back end so kind of let them down, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I
0: think that's really fair. Okay. Let's talk about our last order of business in this segment. And we have a brief other segment, but last order of business here, how let's go down the Rocky Road. It's Rocktober. Yeah. Um, well, it's technically the Rocky Horror Podcast uh, month, and this is the, we're on the rock side of the pendulum. So how is this movie for the rock? Some things mm. for context. This is 15 years ago. The rock mm. was much smaller. Yes, yeah, he looks big, but it big turns guy. out much smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he's a uh, a
3: big guy in this movie, but he's not like, oh, Jesus Christ, look at that guy type of guy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah.
0: It would not um, be immediately off putting every time you saw but, him.
3: But yeah, I love the fact that this is a Rock movie in which he like, runs from a fight, is kind of cowardly,
2: yeah, yeah. isn't
3: like, his ultimate badass. The only thing I really dislike about this movie's performance of The Rock is um, The Rock says the N-word in this movie. He does. And it's very weird. I don't yeah. know why, specifically The Rock saying, like, saying it, it's just like... You, you want up to upset when Stifler
0: said
2: it?
3: Well, Yeah, no, I the mean, whole I scene see,
2: was weird, but yeah. Yeah, the
3: whole scene was weird, but, like, a, a L.A. cop saying the N-word is much more likely to whoa, me than whoa, seeing the whoa, Rock whoa, saying whoa, whoa. The N-word.
0: Hermosa Beach cop. Hermosa Beach, yes. But, <laughs> but like, the Rock Significantly, doesn't... Significantly, I would guess, more likely, actually, yeah, to say it. Just a guess. He doesn't do that in movies, really. Yeah. And
3: it... Well, so so the
0: scene is bad. It's weird. I don't like it. But just to add a tiny bit of context to it, which is it's not like he said it for fun. The point of the scene is the Rock's character would never say this word. And Stifler's character also wouldn't say this word. But he is doing it to entrap the Rock and tricking him into saying it on tape to make him look bad. So it's like both of them have some slight plausible deniability. Mm. If you're going to be like, remember when you said the N word in that? it'd be like yeah. oh yeah but it was in this yeah anyway yeah. it doesn't make it work great and also it's not clear why it's supposed to happen no. and also at that point they like talk about his wife and he doesn't remember that he had a wife and i was like oh yeah i forgot he's been brainwashed or something it doesn't make any sense at oh, all yeah. why that's played by
3: mandy moore uh, yeah is that so, who that was
0: yeah. yes jesus christ this movie um yeah um so oh, I yeah, did like that. I agree with that. As far as you're saying, though, him running from a fight, though, the flip side of that is that that's because The Rock in this movie is acting instead of fighting. And I don't think that's his strong suit. Mm. I I like his hands together running around.
2: Thing. Yeah, I think it's I he is, did. Somebody told him to do that multiple times because yeah. he just started doing that in, like, several yeah. scenes. It's yeah. great.
3: I mean, I think The Rock is somebody, especially – you know, with the, you get this with, like, theater actors and The Rock, essentially a theater actor, right? But, like, you can do a lot with just your face, you know? You see? In terms of, I mean, live wrestling is theater. Oh, okay, in terms you of know, that right? part of
0: the theater, yes, yes, yes. yes.
3: Big, but in yes. terms of, like, yeah, and being big, but also being able to do very subtle things with your body and having control over that. And this is where I think this movie's and his performance really works, like, especially, like, the weird hand stuff. How many, like, kind of odd micro emotions are on his face in all these Mm. scenes, especially Mm. when he's, like, confused? Um, Yeah, I just, I, a big part of why I wanted to do this is because, one, this movie is more interesting than Skyscraper or (laughs) Rampage or any of the other. And also, we already did those.
0: But Uh, really, our only choice was this or Young Rock, and TV is just too many episodes to watch.
3: This is, like, I think a performance that The Rock won't ever give anything like this again right he just very true um, I mean,
1: yeah and part of it i guess is this is one of the, i think the only times rock, the rock is usually the most competent and aware person we see in the movie right in terms of the type and he he yeah. is basically the audience proxy as well because he knows nothing of what's going on like we do right right yeah. that's a rare situation maybe
0: <laughs> him and i are just as confused the whole movie we're rocks mm. yeah uh yeah that's that's very true all right you've persuaded me to like him more in this um I you know I f- my feeling on this was like this was before the rock could choose what he wanted to do that was the vibe I got I did not enjoy mm. him as much in this this felt less uh, the rock I mean, it was less fun
3: this that's that's not true this is the rock chose to do this he right. wanted yeah, to I'm do this yeah I'm surprised by that that's not how so it felt bad. yeah um
0: but yeah I, I, I did like that the rock is playing he's playing an action star who got like hit on the head essentially and doesn't remember anything and mm. that is kind of up the rocks alley yeah. is like I'm an action hero but also I'm like confused today i feel like that's <laughs> in his wheelhouse um also he got to do more tattoos yeah, yeah that's cool I, mean, I like
3: that they got to like well he already has this one kind of massive tattoo and the way they kind of worked in all the other ones with it. Yeah. Um, it's very they were funny. different
0: colors. So it did look like yeah. those were temporary and the other one was permanent, but it mm. was fun. All right. We have, okay, so that's the rock. That is Southland tales. We have one more thing that we need to do before we get out of here. And that is the argument. Stick around for that. So the argument is where we take big ideas from that are inspired by the topic this week and spin them apart. Today's big idea. What? <laughs> oh, I just
3: it's like um there's so many possible ways you could go and like A a big idea inspired by Southland Tales is literally a billion ideas. You you could literally be going anywhere, and I would not be surprised.
0: Well, I I was going to say we're going to have an argument about whether or not teen horniness is a crime, but we already covered that. We already staked our our positions on that. So what I really want to talk about is how is the world going to end? Oh, wow. So this movie, like all Richard Kelly movies, are sort of about how the world is going to end. It's focused on Revelation. It's really about the world ending that way. The movie within the movie is about the world ending. Do you guys think somebody nuking Corpus Christi, Texas is a plausible beginning of the world ending? Do you guys so think it's... About,
2: the beginning sorry, just, of the end just, of the world? Yeah. I want the like, are we talking about the, the end of the planet or the end of uh, human society in civilization?
0: Mm. So you're already by asking the question taking a position that those two things are separate?
2: they are yeah the planet's Um, more interesting more important human civilization is shitty
0: (laughs) (laughs) well does the world what like i don't know that i yeah does that just mean it blows up the earth or does it mean the earth because if the earth turns into a ice ball like does that still count is that still good yeah i mean that's
2: fine (laughs) it's still the earth Mm -hmm. you know
0: right so when does when is it possible for the earth to end
2: do it uh, the Earth ends when, when the sun gets really big and uh, and destroys it. Okay, that's, so that's, your hmm.
0: position might not be the most arguable, but no, that's your easy. The position that, you have is that you mm. don't care about humans. The world only ends when the sun blows I up. I didn't say right. I
2: didn't care about humans. I just said which one's more important to me. I think I like the planet better. Actually, well, I that one is too,
0: <laughs> I think it's too linear so that mm.
2: we'll, we'll take it off the table.
0: All right, we'll human take that. Up. So you're talking, but I, I asked you a
2: clarifying question. I was like, are we talking about civilization? Or are we talking about the planet? So we're talking about civilization. Let's say human civilization. Yeah. Ends, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um,
0: it could be the beginning of the end because I, it's possible that the end of the end is actually kind of like a whimper. Like it's presumably the end of human civilization is like one person is like walking through the desert and is like, uh, that's the end. And then they pass out. Like I, you know, like how does a species go extinct? There's like probably a real boring final person, right, right. But the real end times was: mm. is it is it war? Do we kill our? Is, do we blow ourselves up that way? Is it is it uh is it is it climate change? Which uh, <laughs> is we're legally required to say mm. climate change brought to you by Joe Manchin, or uh is it or do you think we're gonna like accidentally get through all those and then get hit by an asteroid? I, I'm going to take the uh, buffet approach and say all of them, baby. <laughs> oh my yeah. god!
1: Wait, no, I literally my answer was going to be salad bars, though. <laughs>
0: salad <laughs> bar approach. Yeah. Your answer was going to be salad right. bars. I mean,
1: little literal buffets,
0: but I like yours also, yeah. Anthony. Wait, yeah. you think salad bars are going to kill us, or you think it's a? Or, you just mean like a Dr Pepper approach?
1: No, no, no. I mean, Anthony's Anthony's all of the above, which I like mine is literally though specifically salad bars <laughs>
0: what is salad bars gonna too, do to us
1: they're too powerful i think and i, I don't <laughs> think we can control ourselves but
0: but it's salad how do you not control yourself around salad the ld 50 <laughs> salad
1: still has an ld 50 i don't just i don't know what it is but we're gonna find out it's so high
0: i i mean well, depending on if it's one of those days where it's like oh onions are all gonna kill us this week like they are but uh I mean, I think I think probably Dr. Pepper is a reasonable answer, and certainly these things, like you know when um, climate change by Joe Manchin will cause more wars. Certainly, yeah, um, yeah, the water wars, baby. But but on the plus side, if we do water wars, we get to drive around on jet skis that are on fire, and that seems no, pretty that's cool. Not, that's not the
1: war, no, that's that's water, water wars. wars. I think water wars is more the like the one. Yeah, uh, water
3: wars is a more you know. Better learn guitar and how to hang out on the top of a semi truck,
0: Alex. Because oh, that's your okay. future. Oh, you think I'm going to be the do du- do du- I get to be. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I I do love if you're like, uh, hey, it's the water wars. But I'm really dedicated to music, <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going to learn to fight. Just hang me mm-hmm. from the top of a gas truck. Barley um, inspiration. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, water wars definitely an option. You don't, so I think, so one of the things this movie suggests is that the Antichrist character is that somebody could come along and solve the problem so well that they get to have ultimate power over everybody, and then they kill us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's another that, option. That seems like a real possibility, actually. Mm-hmm. If somebody had, I like... Know.
3: I don't know what you guys are talking about. I have seen nothing in the last four or five years that would suggest that a charismatic uh, cruel leader could rise to power in the world. I well, refuse to this believe is, it.
0: This is more, this is like a little bit adjacent to that, which is like um, somebody invents f- bat free batteries where you just put salt water in your car and it runs forever. And then we're like, that's so good. Great job. Would you also like to be president? something like Mm. that where it's like
1: invent like a low calorie salad dressing for example Mm. and we're
0: all just like real big fans of theirs Mm. oh like (laughs) okay so now here's here's what i believe if you were like a corrupt billionaire invents a way to make salad really fun and delicious Mm. and Mm. still healthy Mm. then i'd be like yeah we can't control ourselves we just eat, eat salad bar to death I want to kind of reframe
3: this conversation
0: for a second. I'm fine dying of, of, in a sizzler, if that's yeah. how it goes. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. <laughs> of,
3: well, I, want to, I want to get your opinion on this. Okay, what if instead of the world capital W ending, we're talking about like a small W, Richard kelly s tangent universe, hmm, right? Okay. So here's the question. If... Let's say you find yourself in a Donnie Darko-esque situation or Stifler situation in, time in this. Minutes. Yeah. But you have to, like, like the world we're in is a small, tangent, pocket universe compared right. to the big one, right? Yes, yeah. And yeah. you have a choice. You can either take both universes down with you by doing nothing soul. or kill, your your, <laughs> kill yourself in a time machine and just uh... solve... The one tangent universe and make the other universe go back fine, because both of these movies have that as like the like the main characters needing to do like a sacrifice to save the greater universe, but nobody right. knows about it. And right. I think that's the part that would almost make it hardest for me is the fact that no one would know I saved the universe, and maybe yeah, that's yeah. more. About me You'd want than anything else. You want the glory. You want the glory. I would want at least one person to know like
0: What about a compromise? What about a compromise where you're like, look, you kill yourself, it saves the tangent universe, but they make a really confusing movie about you doing that sacrifice. So somebody figures Mm -hmm. it out. They're like, Anthony Darko Mm -hmm. told me Tony Darko worked. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so he did this. Tony Darko. That's pretty good. He saved the world. Yeah, to- Tony Tarko. Anyway, it's like, so Tony Darko is a movie about you saving the tangent, you're killing yourself in the tangent universe to save the real universe, but most people don't understand, but a couple people really get yeah. it.
3: Well, I mean, in that case, then I, if I can get immortalized and like played by like a young Jake Gyllenhaal, I'd be kind yeah. of okay ooh, with ooh, that. follow-up question.
1: Ooh. If they're telling the story of Tony Tarko, who do you want to get direct? Like, <laughs> if, let's say it wasn't going to be Richard Kelly. Who would you want for that? Oh. Yeah. I certainly
3: wouldn't want Richard Kelly. Um, it could be any of
0: the Andersons.
3: Yeah, well, I was going to say Paul W. or Paul T. Uh, definitely, it, work, maybe, maybe together. Maybe Paul W.S. Anderson. Bring
0: the, the Anderson. Andersons together. All of the top Andersons have to come An together. Anderson think tank. It's Anderson <laughs> and Anderson. And it's... Uh, and Louie Anderson can moderate. moderate. I like, it's, the, the company's called Anderson and Anderson and Sons. And <laughs> yes. it's, yeah, catering by, by P-Soup Andersons. Mm-hmm. This is a solid movie. I'd go watch Tony <laughs> Tarko in this yeah. way. It would be hard to pry me away from my salad bar, but I'd do it. Yeah. I'd go, oh man, the future wars are definitely going to be salad bars versus soup. So, <laughs>
2: <Yeah.
0: you're> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> no, but the obvious solution of we could come together over soup and salad. It's no, right no, no, there. Wet, wet soup? Are you, wet, wet, wet salad?
1: That's going to be crazy.
0: It no, will hey, never work. dressiness. Is. Yeah, come on,
3: Doesn't that make it salad yeah, what? what are we talking about here? What?
0: Okay, so uh, great uh, options, uh, Hunter. What do you think is going to be the end of humanity,
2: given everybody else's thoughts? Um, I'm going to change the question to what I want at this point because I think that the what I think <laughs> it's all, Luther territory here. <laughs> all too obvious. At yeah, this it does point. get
0: way more menacing when it's what you <laughs> Here's want. How I'm going to do it. <laughs>
2: I think I, would, I think if we if we gotta go, I want aliens to show up, you know, yeah. and yeah. like ruin our shit, you know, and then we gotta i don't know because at least if aliens show up it would be uh i don't know this would actually happen but the cliche is that aliens show up and then humanity kind of all bands together you know and it brings us together this outside threat Uh, i think that would be like a sweet nice way for civilization to go down if that's how it was gonna go down. it
0: brings us all together and then we lose
2: yeah. yeah, but at least we're to. Get, they, listen, we're talking about civilization ending. No matter what, it's going down. We're we're losing at the end of this.
0: Well, I mean, as, long as, yeah, of as long as yeah, as long as humanity is united under the shared enemy of a different kind of
2: uh, immigrant. As I'm long just... as
0: we do that. <laughs> is it, isn't one going to die in a xenophobic war.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm saying the aliens start shit with us. They come over yeah. here. They're going to fuck our shit up. They're going to take. They're. They're. Yeah. It's I, it's I, an extermination I, moment. You know.
3: Doesn't that just though like the like we wouldn't band together. We would just have to deal Probably with not. a bunch of human yeah. collaborators. <sighs> Looking oh, yeah. with the aliens to kill us right like it's Who
2: just wrote this it's, argument it's fucking sad man <laughs> this is some sad argument shit right here but you're right yeah, yeah we probably wouldn't right. band together we'd probably That's all war a, with each other i mean yeah. if, if there's
0: anything that we have learned in the last two years is that america is a group project and some people are not going to get a not yeah, <laughs> yeah some people yeah. are not interested in passing this class oh my god so, dude mm
2: all the people that would like deny that there are aliens invading yeah, exactly. like basically be be so like, like no aliens this
0: is a false flag <laughs> it's like there's like no actual aliens <laughs> <laughs> Like, see family, the, the, the aliens, aliens are good for and us, and but just like, gone, us like yeah Look, no 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 that just didn't really happen take horse medicine the aliens will go away <laughs>
3: the globalists like the show like the brag about what they did that's why they put this in watchmen 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> years ago so that we could see it
2: <laughs> what, um, so
0: this is actually what you're saying though uh Hunter kind of reminds me you know the theory I can't remember what it's called, but the theory that if we put out satellite signals or whatever, if we put out, if we broadcast our existence mm-hmm. to other species, an alien that finds us will immediately kill us. And so we should shut the hell up because mm-hmm. if we get noticed, we'll get killed right away by aliens. Have you, you you've heard this? Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. Sure, I just, sure, sure. I don't know what Stephen remember what's Hawking called. said that, basically. It sounds so like yeah. a Stephen Hawking thing. It yeah. cracks me up. This is my favorite. This is the most I relate to, like, you're yeah. a physicist and a genius, but also deeply sad inside. Just right. the pessimism mm. of like, look, if they're aliens, they hate us already. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why, but they don't think I'm cool. I can just tell aliens think I'm mm. not cool. I really relate to that. So I yeah. like this theory that if we, we that it's not just that aliens come and kill us. It's that because we do something yeah, to they get their attention. Our they found thing. Like, they were oh, like, cool, they're free like bringing a
2: satellite back. They're like, hey, we have this yeah. Voyager satellite. What the hell yeah, is this yeah, yeah. thing? Anyway, this is a nice planet you have. Plaque. I guess we'll have it. We saw but, this gold I mean,
0: plaque that says you have free water, so we're here to kill you and take
2: the yeah, water. Yeah, we need some water, so we're going to take that, yeah.
3: I mean, the truth is, like, any species that could get here from another planet could obviously fuck her shit up, they right?
2: They
0: could,
3: totally. if, but
2: we, why would
0: they need to? Yeah. Uh, I,
3: I think that, you know, the Stephen Hawking thing is, like, you can, you can be like, yeah, maybe they're very alien, but look at the entire history of just our own planet, right? Wayne sure. has a more advanced... Civilization ever come in contact with the less advanced and not fuck their shit up? Like it has literally never happened in the history of Earth.
0: That's true. So, I, I was just reading this I, week about how they're giving birth control to the cocaine hippos because they're just destroying the environment there, and that's basically we put cool hippos in this environment and they were like, we're gonna ruin everything. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they're Like
3: I don't know. We got. We don't have much really nice shit here. Uh. So I, yeah, I don't think aliens spaghetti. want to come. In.
0: We've got yeah. spaghetti, dude. <laughs> you make Don't spaghetti? forget about the spaghetti? <laughs> I feel like if if aliens invade, they're going to be like, "Dude, we've heard about spaghetti. Like this is <laughs> we're, our we're
2: here for spaghetti. We're going to make look, us it."
0: Look, we were going to kill you and then we tried spaghetti mm-hmm. and we're like, "Wow, that's fun." You got well, yeah, I mean, to keep on making spaghetti. Yeah. This is this also, is kind salad of salad bars. Have you guys tried salad bars?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is kind of a random tangent, but Okay, so I was watching this video this morning of uh The Undertaker, the, speaking of another wrestler. Undertaker <laughs> introducing Pitbull in a concert in Saudi Arabia last night. I don't know if you guys saw of it. Of course, makes perfect um, sense. But, Love but it. like like okay, so like Saudi Arabia 3 years ago, women couldn't uh, fucked up uh regime there, but hey, we're Americans. I'm not going to throw stumps. Um right. But, like, three years ago, women couldn't drive. You couldn't have consoles. You didn't have massive assemblies. And now women are driving, and you have The Undertaker introducing Pitbull. Could you imagine, one, going from No Pitbull to The Undertaker introducing <laughs> Pitbull? Very <laughs> weird thing. But my point is, this got me thinking. And no the- Pitbull to too
2: much Pitbull <laughs> real weirdest fast. Weirdest bonus ever. <laughs> like,
3: but, but, like, think about, like, um, you know, like, uh. During the Soviet Union, uh, Billy Joel going and touring over there, uh, Bruce Springsteen playing in East uh, East Germany. Um, it's like the way music has had this huge effect in terms of like bringing people together, dropping walls. It's really like the one art form that like really is good at that. So my question is, let's say the aliens from Independence Day show up. Which mm-hmm. pop star are we shipping up there to impress oh, them? Is it on a massive concert? Will to Smith bring is peace? too old. Yeah, well, I, and also, I just don't know if they're really going to be into uh, that. Uh, to be more modern, fresh. Yeah, you know? yeah. who's,
0: who's, I'm thinking Will people. Smith doesn't have to swear to kill aliens, but I yeah. do. So fuck him. Uh, do you know who yeah. the
2: answer would have been, but it can't be. I mean, obviously, it can't be anymore because he's dead, but Prince. Prince would have been the answer, oh, I feel I was like. Thinking
1: David Bowie, but I like that too. Yeah,
2: yeah both I, Bowie
0: I'm, and Prince would be solid. Like, if we have to send one,
1: or just send, send them home, I guess, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah more
0: reasonable. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are good answers. Um, I don't have a better one. That's too right. good. You guys already solved it. <laughs> I, th- I think we just pack up. We just do a mobile salad bar and prints, and then they're like, "All right, you guys, all can right. Oh. y'all yeah. are all right. We'll, we'll
1: forgive everything else you did for a little while, but keep keep well, the prints so and salad bar coming."
0: I've talked about this on the show before. One last thought on this uh, from me, and then I wanna, we can wrap up is that um, with I have this theory about aliens that they don't want to kill us that they just don't care at all that we exist that we're too small the way like that's that's how
2: i feel Yeah, like, i don't
0: kill most spiders in my house because i don't notice them but if one like crawls on me now we have a problem i'm gonna take them outside in a cup and I, that's how i feel like aliens will treat us as a lower right. where they're like they don't care at all about us and they're like right. and then all of a sudden they're like oh we do need to get the water and the spaghetti Dude, and so well, they put us in a cup and drop us off on mars and then we die I'm, there and they don't care
2: This is what I got to push back on, on this whole idea. This idea has never set that wealth with me, and maybe it's because I'm I'm being an optimist here, but it has never made sense to me that there is this alien civilization that can travel from galaxy to galaxy, capable of, like, so many magnitudes beyond the technology Mm. that we possess, and then they get to Earth, and they're like, God, we need your shit. We got to have your shit? What? You can fly from galaxy to Mm. galaxy. Like, what do you need of ours? Like there's no telling what other technology they would have if they were capable Spaghetti. of doing that.
0: Spaghetti. Guess, <laughs>
2: it's but, not that they couldn't before, it's that they never <laughs> thought of it. Like... It just doesn't make sense that they're like, oh, we have this amazing spaceship that can travel this far, but then we get here and we're like, Oh, we need gas. We gotta get your gas or something, so we gotta kill all yeah, of yeah. you. Like, I, I, are,
0: no, I totally agree with that actually. The idea that there's something here that's so crucial. And yeah. that they would be like, Look, we are that good and we need to we need a new planet, mm. we'll take this small crappy one. Mm. Like there's not probably
2: like like if they're at that level, they're probably like uh, making use of like suns, like like they're right. using this yeah. the power of various like stars to. And power our sun their is shit. not even that
0: good of a sun. It's like yeah. a, no, kind our, of a small sun crappy. Sun
2: well, I mean dwarf that sun. is
3: also another thing about uh, kind of to that. Like if you have the ability to literally cross um, the sea of stones, right? Just. The, the the actual size of space is like impossible for most people to really wrap their head. Like I can I can't yeah, even no. do it. You know, no, some, yeah, like yeah. if
0: you, if <laughs> I'm you really actually, good at imagining big but, things. <laughs> but if you
3: if you had that ability to go from like and could really see what was out there, and to see a planet like Earth and how rare like life probably actually is in terms of, like the amount of factors that need to happen for like Earth for life as we know it to, you know, thrive and succeed. It would be very weird to be like, shit, man, I've seen a million empty rocks in my time, but we found one with life. Let's fucking snuff it out.
2: Yeah, let's just kill it.
3: It's a very odd idea to me that, like, if you have that ability and that, like, you could actually see how many empty planets you would come across and moons and just whole solar systems with no life in it at all. And then you get to ours and it's like, oh, hey, look at that. There's life there. Let's fuck it up. It just seems very odd. you think
0: you'd have more of a, I, an appreciation. I love this point, and for, I also love how this segment has gone way better than I deserve yeah. for how little thought I put into how it was going to go <laughs> uh, in preparation. And I, Because we have not actually gotten to talk about our theories about whether we're alone in the, in the universe, yeah. and that was really exciting. So thank you yeah. guys for sharing that. Uh, that was a very successful The Argument. It, um, I do have to go. It's almost lunchtime. I got a salad bar waiting for me. So I'm let's hungry. wrap this up. Was that too many? I think I may have overdone the salad bar callbacks. Anyway, that is it for our show. We are going to be back again next week. Next week is our final week of the Rocky Horror Podcast Month. The pendulum swings back to horror, and I'm going to say too far on that (laughs) side. Next week, we are watching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. I only wrote down Texas Chainsaw M, and I'm assuming it's that. It's not like Texas Chainsaw munchies marinara marinara mm. yeah, nice um texas chainsaw anyway we're watching texas chainsaw massacre the original 1978 nine whatever it was um 74 Seventy four horror movie um i don't want to i don't want to do it i don't this it's... is going to be one of the many episodes on the on the podcast tagged with i really didn't want to do it but anthony is chosen and we're following along for some reason Ezra may or may not. We'll find out. Ezra's the least horror of us. Mm. I'm second least. And then I think Hunter and then Anthony. So it's going to be... Anthony's going to have the most fun. Um, Right, Hunter? You're a little bit horror. I'm a little bit horror, yeah. You're a a bit bit of horror? I love it, yeah. A lot of it rock and roll, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's next week. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, If you have any thoughts on the heat death of the universe, you can send us an email, podcast, at read-weep.com. I... Ez, yes. what are you doing? You good? I'm just looking over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre once. One was Texas Chainsaw Massacre,
1: The Next Generation, which I only could assume is a crossover episode.
0: <laughs> and then I, the next one is Texas Chainsaw Babies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Baby Texas, Texas Chainsaw Babies.
0: Baby um, Texas Chainsaw
2: Babies.
0: Oh my god. Uh, do you guys know that Peacock has a show called The, the Kids Tonight Show? where it's oh just my God. the Tonight Show but I'm assuming it's the Tonight Show but kids I've never seen a thing pop up on a streaming service and been less inclined to click on it mm-hmm. than Didn't the Kids HBO Tonight Show did HBO
3: Max do Elmo's Tonight Show wasn't that
0: oh, a I thing I was more yeah. interested in that yeah um, anyway, uh, send us an email on all your thoughts about aliens and the, how the world's going to end. Uh, podcast at read.few.com. We really appreciate all of your email. I do have a couple emails we got a little while ago that I've been meaning to get back to you because I haven't thought of a good answer yet, but I will. I, I love all the emails, so please send them along. And we really appreciate the Meat Buddies who keep tricking us into continuing to do the show with the use of their money. Metreon.com if you want to continue to yeah. get almost no value for your money. And Anthony?
3: Yeah, oh, I just... I love starting my days off thinking about entropy and the heat death of the universe. It really gets my juices flowing. <laughs> yeah, this flowing. is a
0: rare... The episode's coming out a little late. We're doing a, a rare Friday morning recording. I think I'm really pumped to have a day now. Yeah, what all a right. weekend it's gonna be. Yeah,
2: so thank
3: I can you finally so much. stop thinking about Southland Hills.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for hanging out, Ezra. Great chatting with you. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Hunter next. Hunter, thanks for coming all the way across the Sea of Stars to talk to us. Was that a car having sex?
2: No, it was a chainsaw. I'm kidding. Oh, and uh, Anthony Lopez always a pleasure. I am so excited
3: for next week. Thank
0: you guys for doing this. Before we go, I think your wife said that you owe us something. What?
3: Apology. E- oh, an apology for Southland Tales. Yes, I'm sorry. That <laughs> yeah. you do. But you know, Ezra, you seem to have a good time. It's to a movie I definitely did. I'm to you yeah, uh, yeah,
1: running movie for sure.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll talk <laughs> to you next week. Goodbye. Right. Bye.